Welcome back to Feeling Free with Harry G. I got my boy Andy Supreme on here with me today. Hey, welcome back, baby. Round two. How you doing? I'm glad to have you on here for round two. I'm sure you got some new things to talk about. So I'm gonna ask you, um, what are some new things that's going on in your life? Um, new things. Uh, my sister just had a kid. So, little baby niece I got. Um, let's see what else. I recently got in a relationship. So, oh. yeah, been a little while. So, uh, and she's super thick. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty nice. Um, let's see, what else? Um, my parents are going through a divorce right now. Um, it's kind of been in the works for a while, but, you know, having them working together kind of put a strain on their relationship and... It's been a slow process of, you know, slowly drifting away from each other, but, you know, it's not like it was anything that I didn't see coming. Um, Advice is, you know, don't work with family in a way, especially your spouse. (laughs) And what do you mean by that? Um, I mean, I just think it puts way too much strain on a personal level between the two people. Um, You know, they would bring work home. It would interfere with, you know, them at the house. And it's just kind of like a ongoing situation in that aspect. So, um... You know, especially, like, they kind of are on different sides of the spectrum. And just to give you an example, um, my dad always, you know, tries to anticipate a worst-case scenario. Example, you know, ordering. He would order way too much stuff. And then we would have certain items sit on the shelf for years. Mm. Where on the opposite side of the spectrum, my mom wouldn't order enough. And then we run out of stuff. And, you know, he would bitch at her. And it would just keep going back and forth. And it was just never ending. And, I mean, working with him, I saw it firsthand. So, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but, you know, like I said, I saw it coming, so. And you said you um, recently got in a relationship. Yes. How'd that come about? Well, uh, I have actually my friend... Cameron to thank for that. That's the first thing he's ever done for me, honestly. Uh, Love you, Cameron. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so he just started training her and kind of put a couple of bugs in her ear about me and eventually we met up at one of his parties and you know it's been all up from there so I was surprised she liked what she seen (laughs) well you know I might be medium ugly but the personality makes up for it you know that's what I always say so it really does I tell you what you might be um you tied with Hitler but 
When it comes to personality, Hitler ain't got shit on you. Well, that's just like uh, Kim, you know, going from Kanye to Pete Davidson. <laughs> I mean, what does he really offer? Maybe he just listens, you know. He might be funny, but money doesn't solve everything. Did. <laughs> so, speaking of money not solving everything... As you know, Antonio Brown, he has endured a lot of problems throughout his career, despite the money. But just like recently, he had a situation where he walked off the field in a game against the Jets, and a lot of people had some things to say. And I want to ask you, what do you think about Antonio Brown? Because just in a sense, it seems like the situations that he finds himself in, it would be some things that people would generally find easy to stay out of. So what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think, first of all, Antonio Brown's always been a quote-unquote diva of a player. He likes the spotlight on himself, which, you know, he's a good, really good football player, so I don't blame him in that aspect. But if he was hurt, which... I definitely think he was, but how many players are hurt that are told to get back in the game and upon being told that, take their jersey off and run back to the tunnel shirtless. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that in my life. Not saying that the Bucks are totally blameless, but I mean, that was a. I mean, I've never seen that ever take place in my life before. So, yeah, I know he's come on a few podcasts saying, throwing pretty much every offensive Bucks player under the bus, including Tom Brady, which. I know Tom Brady was really the sole reason that he was on the Bucks team. And, you know, I mean, Bruce Arians didn't want him on the team. And before they signed Tom Brady, they didn't have any plans of signing him. But Tom Brady, giving his, you know, his track record and his pull of being on the Bucks was able to pull some strings and get him on the team. Now, yeah. I mean, I don't... And Tom Brady looked out for him in a lot. Yeah, I mean, even after the game, Tom Brady said, you know, he didn't speak any ill words of him, mm. you know? I mean, he was just saying, I hope he gets the help that he needs, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, and he said that he felt people should have, like, more compassion. Right. And not jump to, like, conclusions about it. Right. And, you know, since that point, I know I've heard multiple news outlets, you know, him expressing his disdain or, you know, mm of the Bucks organization and I mean I didn't I didn't think that would ever end well, you know. I didn't think it was going to end like that obviously, but so do you think he have CTE like a lot of people in sin? Um I think that could be easily blamed on that. Now I don't know if he's ever been right since that Vontez perfect head hit that happened, mm-hmm. you know, five, six years ago. Because yeah. it seemed like since that hit, he hasn't been the same up top. I mean, yeah. you know, it happened with the Raiders where they cut him, you know. And he's had multiple incidents since that point. Who's Who's to say that that caused it, but I feel like, 
you know, that, that could be a easy out as to why he acts the way he does. But I think he also likes the attention, too. Yeah. You know? And that's a big thing, too, with football is a lot of those players have injuries. And, I mean, so many of them are suffering from whether it's, like, effects from concussions and different things. But I always wonder, like, you, it's not often that you see them, like, react like he does. Right. And it, uh, it made me wonder if, like, he have deeper reasons, especially, like, on the little tour that he on right now. And he going on different podcasts and interviews and talking about stuff. It makes me feel like he had some kind of, like, deeper-rooted feelings for a lot of it. Yeah, and, I mean, Bruce Arians, the head coach, has been on record saying before they even signed him last year that he had no place on the team. And Mm -hmm. then, I mean, pretty much Tom Brady overrided that, you know? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, he was living with Brady at one point. Yeah. I mean... Bruce Aaron's the head coach, but in all honesty, Tom Brady's pretty much Power. calling all the shots. Yeah, powerful. You know? I mean, he, he should, you know? Yeah, definitely. He's obviously the most important player on that team. And I felt that, like, Tom Brady looked out for him like a friend, and like any friend would. But then it's like, at the same time, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Right. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be... Possibly more to the story that comes out eventually. Yeah. But who knows if all these outbursts are CTE related. I mean. Yeah, and you do have stuff that people go through, like, mentally. Like, not me making an excuse for different things, but um, a lot of times, like, we look at people and we judge them. And they might be going through something, but we judge them because we're not going through it. Right. And that's like... Somebody like Kanye West, who you already know is, like, one of my favorite artists. And a lot of stuff that he does is just, like, I'd be like, damn, I have compassion for it. But then he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And it's on record that, like, he don't take his medicine. He don't take his medication. And you never, a lot of people just be like, damn, fuck Kanye. Or Kanye crazy. But then... I know a lot of people that has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, even friends of mine, and they pretty much act the same. And they just not on a big scale as Kanye. But even me, as crazy as I am, I look at some of my friends sometimes, and I just be like, what the, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. But then I have to remind myself that like I can't relate to what they're going through because I don't know what it's like to be in that, in that situation. Right. That's why I brought up like the CTE thing because... That's like brain degeneration. And with us, we looking at it like, all right, a great football player who just have a bunch of demons that he battle and he like to act out and get attention. But I'm saying what if that 1% chance that it could be something going on in there that like clicks on and off at any given moment. Right. Well, it's just like the Aaron Hernandez yeah. documentary that I watched, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the, you know, some of the side effects of CTE is, you know, rash decisions, you know, and short temper, which apparently he had. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows the real story to that, but he murdered that one of his good friends or, mm-hmm. you know, people that he knew. And, I mean, it's already been documented that he had severe CTE based on his brain scan, so I mean it's not like the NFL is gonna put so much research into that because they don't care. Yeah. I mean and I mean granted you never want the game to weaken and change and like people become like softies. But that was like when Will Smith did that movie Concussion. And all these, yeah. like, NFL members came out, like, the people on the board and shit, they came out against it. And in reality, that's a real thing. Like, even like even when Gronkowski left, it was like, you had, he was explaining, like, what, what he went through and stuff. It was not like, when he came back to the game, it's just like, alright, back to normal. Yeah. But in reality, you getting hit every day, that's like MMA. And 
you often wonder, like, some of those dudes are, like, loony. Yeah. But they get up there and they hype the fight up and you just constantly watch it. But in reality, you looking like, I know something wrong. Like, your boy, Jake Paul. Like, he mm-hmm. not even, he not even, like, a real athlete in that aspect. But I know he been hit so many times that something ain't right. Yeah. And he even talked about it before. And, but you look at it and you constantly getting, like, whopped nonstop. Yeah. And you kind of like, <laughs> something's definitely not right. Yeah. But the NFL never addresses it because that's what people, we like watching it. That yeah. brings in revenue. That's the whole point of the game. And that's part of, that's like MMA. And some people like MMA more than boxing because it's grimy. Yeah, more violent. Yeah. But in reality, you're not thinking about like what these people might be suffering. Like In the same Aaron Hernandez documentary, they had Chris Borland, who was a former 49er linebacker that retired early at an early age and he was like 24, 25 and he was like a great linebacker and not many for you know different reasons most of the time it's for the love of game of the of the game not many players will do that because yeah. you know they've been playing it since They've been in grade school and they don't want to give it up. Right. They, you know, they might not have the negative side effects of the game right now, but you know, right. Long and in the long term picture, and it's they so could. It's so much stuff like impact to the brain or even like mental health and like any ordeal is just like nobody. Every what I said earlier, like everybody always compares themselves to somebody else, and like when I was a kid, I used to always get in trouble, and they would be like, "Oh, like something's wrong. He might need medicine." And I was a hyper kid, just like mm-hmm. I'm a hyper adult. And um, but my dad used to just whoop me whenever yeah. something happened. That was the care. Acted out. Yeah, yeah, that was the care. But then when you get older, like now, I'm in a situation where it's like, all right, anxiety. Uh, I'm getting prescribed medicine. And you have these situations to where, like, even if you talk to it about family, you have people that's like, is anxiety real or is it in your head? Or is such and such real or do you need to do this? And nobody don't believe any of it because they only view it from how they're managing their own life. And so it's like bipolar. Like, I feel like if a lot of people went to the doctor, half the population would get diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Because everybody really be on some other shit. Yeah. And, but luckily, like, a lot of people know how to manage. But just like me, every time I would do, like, I would jump on a desk. Or I would jump off a desk and do something. I would get written up all the time. And my parents would just be like, all right. Like, my dad would be waiting. I would be like, oh, not the heavy-duty belt. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, but that was the cure. But some people are quick to be like, hey, put him on the medicine. But it's, even in, like, black society, like, in black culture, it's just, like, I'm not going to say mental health don't matter because I don't want to, like, disrespect everybody, but it's something that you really got to, like, push through. And I feel like whether you having something like CTE, like Kanye West, bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. everybody laughed and called him crazy, but nobody really cared to know if something was wrong. When you having something like CTE, like, the... Antonio Brown is entertaining. So when he does something, they just like, oh, this nigga crazy. Mm. But nobody actually trying to figure out, like, if that person really have an issue. Yeah, I mean. And when you watching it, it's even harder to believe when you watch a person go from normal to that. And that's just like Antonio Brown been having episodes from different teams. And you can't just say he wants to ruin his life and something that he's so talented at. You can't. Like, really just sit there and believe that he genuinely wants to ruin everything that he was talented at. Mm-hmm. And granted, it is his own action. Some of it might be for attention. But you have to take in consideration that, like, something is not okay up there. Yeah, I mean, even if a doctor prescribes you something, essentially the doctors, whatever disease or mental illness you have, them prescribing something is just to keep that 
at bay. It's yeah. not to treat it or yeah. cure it. You know, because you know, you I treat, say that all the time. A doctor is wants to keep you as a permanent customer. Yeah, I mean, because if you treat it or cure it, there you're no longer a customer. Yeah. You know? Antonio Brown even wants to get help, though. I mean, you also have yeah. to want to get help. God can bless a hot mess. Amen. Another recent thing that happened was the Travis Scott situation where um, him with his music festival, Astroworld, there were people that died and it was like a big controversy of everything that went down. I want to ask you, like, what is your take on that as far as, do you think anything could have been done to prevent it from him? Or do you think it was just out of his hands? Well, as an outsider looking at the situation, obviously I don't know the entire situation, but I feel like, I mean, I've seen multiple pictures with ambulances, like going through the crowd, trying to exit the crowd. I mean, anytime you're at a concert of any sort, the... I mean, the the artist has total control of the crowd. Whatever they say, the crowd will listen, you know. I mean, if he says, let the ambulance through, I mean, the crowd's yeah, yeah. going to listen to him, you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I saw a little bit of, like, a documentary that they made. But, obviously, that's a small piece of the puzzle. But, I mean, he almost antagonizes, like, people to get in, too, to where, you know, it's overcrowded spaces, you know, and people going hard, you know. I mean, which is fine, but... Yeah, like that showing he spit on someone. Yeah, I mean, it's all fine if, you know, people like that. I mean, personally, I wouldn't, but, mm. you know, people like raging that hard, which is okay, but I feel like anytime there's, like, a medical emergency and he's going on with the show, while there's obvious, you know... Emergency situations, right? That becomes an issue, you know. And that's my thing. Like, well, you know, I go to concerts and festivals a lot, and part of me was like, artists can like dictate what the crowd does. But like you said earlier, the crowd does tend to listen to an artist if they say clear the clear the section. Like a crowd is gonna rage if they want, but if an artist usually say like, hey, clear the section, they will. And at first, I I was like 50-50 on it with him. But then when I started watching old videos of how he was, I was like, this is what the fan base was like built on. Yeah. Like, when he was telling his... He eggs it on. Yeah, when he was telling the crowd to, like, beat that person's ass. Yeah. I I think they took a shoe. They took a shoe, yeah. Yeah, and um, that's when I was like, wait, this is like... This is different. Yeah. Because many concerts, as I've been to, the year's worth of concerts and festivals... I've never been in a crowd, and I've seen rock musicians, I've seen, like, raging shows, I've seen, like, anything, like, all genres, and I have never witnessed an artist do that to the crowd. Yeah. Like, I've seen artists tell the crowd to get into a mosh pit, and they go hard, but it was still never on that level of, like, right. what I've seen on those videos. I feel like it's your duty as a performer to make sure you're biggest fans yeah don't come away you know with serious injury right. you know i mean you could egg on mosh pits but even if you know i've i've seen multiple performers to where you know if they see somebody in distress yeah. like they point them out and i mean everybody listens to that person right. you know they're there for that person right they're not just going to disregard what they say Mm. You know, 
that's the issue. I mean, I didn't see any type of, like, even, like, that fake-ass remorseful apology that he came yeah. out with. Like, that was completely fabricated. Yeah. Like, the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, it won't matter. He's still gonna... Yeah, he's gonna bounce back. Yeah. Because the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Another uh, topic I wanted to talk about was recently um, Ghislaine Maxwell from the Epstein situation. She was found guilty in her role for the sex trafficking. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, what was your take on that with everything? Well, I mean, first of all, it's probably got to be the biggest case that hasn't gotten any coverage barely at all from, like, any big national media source. Like, you don't hear anything from that. Yeah. Nothing. And like I showed you when um, the person that was reporting, like, live court updates, Mm -hmm. and they have over 500,000 followers, Twitter suspended the account. So then they started the second account, and it had got all these followers the next day, and Twitter suspended that account. They started a third account, and Twitter suspended the third account. But if you look in the guidelines of the things that violate Twitter rules, there's nothing in there about reporting live updates yeah. from court. It's all about like sending people death threats and being yeah. racist and stuff like that. But this account was just reporting updates from court, and Twitter kept suspending the page. And it just go to show how much they was trying to censor the information being put out yeah. about this case. I mean, money... I mean, obviously, if somebody big, you know, politically or, you know, some way that was trying to make it not a big deal, if it involved them or not, but, you know, you can do money rules all in a way, you know? I mean, that's what I think. That's why, I mean, I haven't seen any, anything. Yeah, same. Nothing. And the fact that everybody that was involved, like, she can be found guilty, but what about all the people that was involved? It was just, she's guilty, okay. (laughs) Case is dismissed, or, you know, that's it. Nothing. But, I mean, we kind of thought that would happen, you know, just like whenever Epstein was in custody. Mm-hmm. We thought he would probably die, and of course, I forgot what excuse they said, you know, they lost the video footage. Yeah, I think cell. it was something like that, or like, somebody went to sleep or something, I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, I mean, it's very convenient, but yeah, it's not shocking, you know. So did Epstein kill himself? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but, I think... That case specifically would have threw a big, I mean, I think. It would have shut a lot down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of. It had the potential. I think a lot of big, like, political figures, you know, I mean, I'm sure all the Clintons, I mean, I've seen, what, Chris Tucker, all. A lot of big Hollywood names and mm. everything were on his flight list. Flight list, yeah. yeah. And I think the domino effect of that getting to the public would have been catastrophic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. And another thing, lately there's been a lot of talks on social media about. Um, Nancy Reagan's special talents. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Nancy Reagan, the throat goat. <laughs> no, really. It, it, <laughs> doubtful. Uh, it's funny how stuff like that just comes about, you know. Yeah, like decades after. Yeah, you know, and then who's that, Mister T? 
um, people find, I mean, the Twitter detectives find this shit out. Yeah, and they're like... He posted in, like, 2015 or 2016. Well, I don't, I don't remember when she actually died, but he had a post whenever he... Whenever she died of after her becoming the throat goat <laughs> talking about her being a very dear friend of his right. and sitting on his lap. And, and they have all these photos and stuff. Oh yeah. Like Twitter doesn't they don't fall asleep, trust me. Yeah, that Twitter kinda scary because I seen um even from the how they dig up old tweets from like 2010, and it'll be like, it it'll be something before somebody was even famous. And oh yeah, they'll find it and type in like. Yeah, they're gonna find a hater's gonna find. Yeah, the bad they'll like things. go on people thing and search mm-hmm. this stuff somehow and find tweets where a person mentioned these certain words, and then it'll lead to going viral, and then yeah. everybody knows, and then the person have to apologize. Right, and I haven't seen people. Like, people say something racist on Twitter, and the next day, the people on Twitter have their jobs and their phone numbers exposed oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, they don't, they don't mess around. No. Well, I always got to watch what I say on there, because I'm like, no matter what, with Twitter, no information is hidden. They mm-hmm. can find it. No, I mean, if somebody wants to find something on you, yeah, they'll use whatever means necessary to bury you in a way you know yeah if whatever you said was you know bad enough right so we're gonna move into the next topic which i am particularly excited to talk about with you because the last time you and i did an episode um everything was still fairly new not really but kinda kinda sorta um but they still didn't have like the vaccines are still being developed, but some people is skeptical, some people is pro-vax, some people is anti-vax, and everything was pretty much just like up in the air. People still thought they were going to die. Um, I mean, we all are, but they thought COVID was just going to kill them. And, but now that we made some progress with everything, they have a lot of vaccines out there that you can get. Um, the COVID cases are down in most places, and there's just a different outlook on it than we had last time. But one thing is, it seems like a new variant keeps emerging, and it's clear that COVID may never be going away, like, for good. So, why do you think that is, that since the cases are down, it's one keeps emerging? Yeah, I mean, I think, in a way, capitalism won't allow it to disappear completely people you know especially like the cdc's changing guidelines from 10 to 5 days and then even you know healthcare workers how do you feel about the cdc and their recent change to going from 10 days to 5 days Well, I think pressure was put on them to change it so people could get back to work faster, honestly. I mean, even people working at hospitals and everything. um, But, like, shouldn't it be their responsibility to not cave to pressure when they're the ones that's giving the guidelines to society? I feel like they have an obligation to not cave to the pressure when it comes to people' people livelihood. Well, they shouldn't, but that doesn't mean that they're going to do the right thing, in my opinion. I mean, I think corporations essentially run this country in a way, you know? I mean... Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, is their job is running the CDC? Shouldn't it be to put people's health first? It should. That doesn't mean that's their number one priority. Yeah. I feel like the number one priority is just to make 
you know, business run as usual as, as much as they can. So do you think that this new change is irresponsible? Mm, in a way, yes. I mean, people, nobody knows enough about the virus, you know, long-term effects-wise for us to base short-term decisions, you know, yeah. on possible long-term effects, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, people always want to cite, you know, a 99% survival rate on the virus, but they don't ever want to mention people that have long-term effects from the virus that survived. Yeah. And, yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody knows, nobody knows enough about it, in my opinion. Yeah. For us to make, you know. Like, the correct, the correct answer on it. Right. Are you vaccinated? Yes, I am. What is your stance on vaccines? Um, it's just like, um, you know, I wouldn't, I take my car to a mechanic because I don't know anything about cars. Mm -hmm. I trust in doctors and everything else like that, um, to look out for my long-term health in a way, um. Now, you have people that do their own research on their phones, which is fine. I mean, anybody can question anything, honestly. But my point of view is if I don't have a specialty in a certain type of field, I'm not going to question anything in that particular field. Yeah. So do you think the vaccines are effective? I think they are. Um, now, people are going to cite that all these people that are vaccinated are still getting the virus, yeah. which is it's valid, but I think the biggest key is the people that are vaccinated aren't being hospitalized or anything like that. They have, if they do contract the virus, the symptoms are typically mild. And, I mean, that should be the key in my opinion. But what about the people that were vaccinated and they actually died? The, what, what is it, like, zero point zero three percent of people i mean it's not no i know that very, percentage is low but you can still yeah like you can still base that like when the recovery rate yeah of it being in a 90 percentile now i would say you know people that might have cancer or an underlying condition that are vaccinated could possibly still die from it mm -hmm. but the whole reason of getting vaccinated is to lower that percentage of possibly dying from it. Yeah. And my my only issue with the vaccine thing is um, if you want to go to a sporting event or you want to go out, a lot of places are like, show us the vaccine, show us that Requiring, you have the vaccine, yeah. or show us a COVID test proving that you're negative from the last 72 hours. But my thing is that I feel everyone should have to have a test from the last 72 hours, because the people that had the vaccine could still have COVID. Yeah. So you need to make sure that even though they're vaccinated, they shouldn't be allowed in your venue either if they have COVID at that given time. Yeah. So I think it would be more effective if everyone showed a negative test, whether you're vaccinated or not. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. 100%. And what are some changes that you notice, like, just going back to, like, the times pre-COVID of, like, 2019 and looking at that time up until now, what are some things that you noticed yourself 
that you realize like, damn, this so much has changed and we might not never go back to that time. Well, I mean, I think with new variants coming out, I think this could possibly, you know, new variants coming out every other month or every, you know, three to four mm. months. I mean, it could be the new norm. I don't know. I mean, I hope it yeah. isn't, but, you know, I have to wear, like, I go in nursing homes all the time. I have to wear a mask every time I go. Mm. Obviously, you know, those type of people are some of the most vulnerable, but, I mean, I think it's a, people kind of blow it out of proportion. I mean, it's a, it's a mask. I mean, it's not like it's hindering your ability to do anything. I mean, yeah, it might be a little uncomfortable, but I think that's a very small inconvenience in a way to everyday life. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't want to get used to it to where it's, you know, something I have to do for the next 30, 40 years, but... I want to eventually get to that point to where we don't have to do this anymore, you know? So, any small thing I can do to help, I'm willing to do it, you know? Yeah. And Joe Rogan has recently come under fire from his stance on COVID and the stuff he promoted about, like, recovering from COVID and, like, him speaking on his own personal experience with it and I want to ask you like what's your take on Joe Rogan especially since he has such a big audience and the stuff that he says well just like I kind of said before um, you know people might have different types of remedies to combat certain sicknesses or viruses but Ultimately, what I think is best is, I mean, Joe Rogan's not a doctor. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> he has no type of medical background. Ultimately, what I'm going to do is get behind the people that actually do have, you know, medical degrees. And, and not to cut you off, but... He has had doctors on his show that have said opposite of what they tell us on the news. So he he's had people that worked in developing vaccinations and stuff like that. And they talked about alternative medicine and they talked about different things. And it kinda like plays into a lot of what he says. So what do you like what do you do when you have doctors saying that we're being lie to or being like led and we're not being told the truth on everything well I mean I'm definitely open to hearing all opinions you know I mean I'm not trying to say those doctors opinions aren't valid but I mean at least back it up you know with some type of evidence or data I mean I'm not saying the data that they have isn't valid, but, I mean, we can't just be going off at any doctor that has a random type of remedy to, you know, go with that remedy and see what happens. Because, I mean, you know, there's consequences to that, you know? Yeah, definitely. And now I want to ask you um, about the current president administration. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the current administration with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Mm. I mean, my thoughts are well documented that I wasn't a big Trump supporter. And there's somewhat of a... I mean, I'm not a I'm not a big Biden guy anyway. But what do you think about the progress that they made? Like, are you satisfied with what you're saying? Oh no, no. I mean, 
to me, I don't think it really matters who's yeah. in office. That's my opinion. I think, you know, America will stay pretty much the same way it's been for the past, you know, 30, 40 years mm-hmm. or longer, um, no matter who's in office. I mean, we're still going to spend billions and billions of dollars on defense, but we can't get any type of, like, universal health care in any way for the people actually living here. I think that's my biggest gripe with it because, you know, people in Congress will fight and fight about small stuff, but... Anytime there's a defense budget that needs to get go, you know, get passed, they have no issue with that going through, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I mean, I, I don't think we have any outside threat to our country, you know. Right. I mean, especially you know, Middle East. You know, I would say maybe Russia or. China could be our biggest enemies, but, I mean, I don't think there's any threat there at all anyway. So what do you think about, like, the stuff that Joe Biden ran on and promised in his campaign? That well, was every, I think every president, before they're actually president, promises all these things that they'll never you know, follow through on. Right, but what are your thoughts on the current president? Is about this administration. I mean... My thing is that... What, would I give him, like, a, a grade? No, I'm saying, like, what are your thoughts, like, as far as, like, pandering? Like, in my book, pandering is never okay, whether... I always say a politician is a politician. Yeah. They lie. Yeah. But at the time, everyone was just saying, like, we have to get... The less of the evils. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what has been fulfilled? Well, nothing. I mean... So that's what I'm saying, like, is... That's problematic in itself. Yeah. And, I mean, I I was one of the same people that said... Joe Biden was the lesser of two evils. Yeah. But, I mean... Nothing has changed, in my opinion. But do you even think he's the lesser of the two evils? Mm-hmm. I've been candid in my opinion of my biggest gripe with Trump was how much he wanted to divide people. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, people in this country, which is okay. I mean, not really, but no. I would I would say like Joe Biden is a lot less um, problematic, but the same issues still stand, in a way. Yeah, because I feel like the vaccination is dividing people. When it's just a thing of, like, they putting out statements about, oh, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, or um, nowadays you have holidays where family don't even want to come around family if they're not vaccinated, and... Even family and friends, they're looking at you a certain type of way if you're not vaccinated. But just last year, a lot of people are saying they didn't want the vaccine because it was developed under Trump. Yeah. But now everyone is just saying, like, you trash if you don't get the vaccine. And they're not doing nothing to unite people and say, like, hey, like, I mean, granted, you can't just say wait because the pandemic is, like, growing at an exceptional rate. But still, no one knows if the vaccine is even the cure. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the biggest unknown, you know. I mean, he can say, get vaccinated until he's blue in the face. Yeah. But, I mean, Will you blame people? That No, I'm, I'm never... Not you. I'm saying well, when yeah. the president blames people, that leads you in charge of the nation. So, like, uh, many people in the nation are going to start looking at people that's not vaccinated... Is yeah, something's wrong with them. Put them as an enemy, yeah. almost. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that, but 
mean, it's a trying time in a way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to ask you, um, what are your thoughts on climate change? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I, I believe in climate change, but um, people can say, oh, you know, just randomly, it's 30 degrees in November. You know, I, I look at it as um, a data point over an extended period of time. And to me, I mean, I've noticed it, especially, you know, just in my lifetime of 30 years, it's hotter for a lot longer in Louisiana. Yeah. And... In a lot of southern states. Yeah, I mean, winter, I mean, it's January, what, 8th right now? And I would say... It's gotten, what, under 40 degrees maybe four or five days so far. Um, I think it's valid. I I think it's past the point of no return to me. So you don't think there's nothing we can do? No. I mean, but nobody cares to, to do yeah. anything. You yeah, know? I agree. I mean, it, nobody cares. I mean, they'll care whenever it's way too past the point of fixing it yeah. to me. Um, I think we've been past the point over time. Yeah, yeah, we have. And I mean, people can say, you know, you see all these companies talking about, oh, we've reduced the carbon emissions by, you know, 40% by right. 2025, but that's not an actual solution, you know. Yeah. And I mean, most of it, most of the carbon emissions are from oil companies. You know, it's right. it's all big companies that are producing the vast majority of the carbon emissions, but mm. they always want to put it on us whenever you know we don't use paper straws or something like that. Right, you right. Know? Which is the problem, but I mean. What what can you do? I mean, I don't know. I don't have a yeah. I don't. I don't think you can do anything because you might have a solution in your area, but that doesn't mean the whole world is like. Even when the United States is like, "Oh, we're gonna join this. We're gonna join these countries and do this," and it's like, how many people are really doing it? Yeah. And at the end of the day, everyone can't afford a Tesla and can't afford to have all this yeah. like. Stuff that don't require that. Yeah, I mean, even if we do eventually translate into, you know, electric cars, those cars are going to cost, you know, probably two times the amount yeah. of what a normal car would cost off a of, off of gas, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it just, it's not economically practical in a way, yeah. you know? So now we're about to get into some questions that I want to ask you. And are you ready to get into some things? Yes. Uh, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, what is one mistake that you've made in your life that you will never make again? Hmm, mistake that I'll never make again. And you made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And you made a lot of mistakes in a short time there, I know you. Yeah. I can only imagine what you made in your lifetime. Befriending you is my biggest one, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably. Um, hey, <laughs> I'm glad you live, but <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Mistake that I will make again. Probably changing. Or attempting to change based off what my significant other wanted me to be. Or the person to be. If you can go into detail about what did you change at that time that your significant other wanted you to change, what was it? 
Um, probably the biggest thing was not being as much of a homebody as I am. You know, going out more. Um, when I really just don't have the urge to do that much at this point in my life. I mean, it might be boring, but I feel like most people have to settle down anyway after a while. I mean, it just gets... It's too repetitive in my yeah. opinion, you know. To go to social gatherings all the time, stuff like that. No, I don't mind doing it on occasions, but I'm not trying to do stuff like that yeah, every week. Like we have the greatest time. So I, I do respect that. So uh, a lot of times you're expected to go out and go to a bar, go to a club or whatever. And it's like, I kicked it with you and your dad like the last 52 Saturdays. <laughs> and it is, we ain't never had to go to a club to have a good time. No. So I, I do respect that. And next, I want to ask you, um, if you could change <laughs> one world problem, what would it be? Mm. One world problem. Uh, I mean, I feel like the basic answer COVID. would be, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that, honestly. I'm talking about hunger. Solving world hunger, I think that would be. The universal answer, no. What is your take on that? I mean, I think it's a relatively easy problem to solve. I mean, and relatively at least. I mean, it costs money, of course, but how hard is it really to do? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like motherfuckers just want some steak and chicken breast. Yeah. When they come to you, they want unseasoned chicken breast. There's never been a bigger lie that's told than that, honestly. <laughs> In we'll, the we'll history. let it slide. We'll let In it the history slide. of America. Yeah. Yeah. What is something that drains your energy? That's pretty easy. I would say conflict, confrontation. I hate it. Can't stand it. Don't want any parts of it. <laughs> At all. Dude, you are like, you're a problem solver. And I'm unproblematic is what I yeah, am. Yeah, you are. You're very unproblematic. And yeah. But That's why I say, I'm aging. I say you're a problem solver. So, well, like, even when I would come to you when I had an issue, and I could come over here and I would be pissed off, and I could be telling you something that I'm going through, and you always know how to make people feel like you solved the problem, but also that you're not unproblematic at all. And I told you that before. Like, every time I had an issue, I would come over here, and I would talk to you about something, and you would never rag on anybody at all. You would just be like, hey, like, try to solve it and go from there. But it still made me want to stay because I knew you was listening to whatever I had to say. But you was also giving me advice on, like, hey, don't be a, don't be a bitter bitch. Like, like, fix it if you can. Don't fix it if you can. But at the same time, like, no matter what comes at you, like, move on from it. Well, I always try and, like, keep both sides of the view or argument in, into account. That's what I think. You know, yeah. I don't always, you know, go to one side or the other dramatically. Yeah, you do a so, good job at that because even as much, like, I mean, you kicked it for years, and to this day, I never heard you dog on nobody, even if I had a situation with them, and that's like, I take a lot of that advice from you is like, to where I don't want to rank on nobody, because 
Even when I told you stuff that I was going through, you would kind of be like, all right, well, like, both of y'all are going through something, uh, such and such. And it make you feel like, I even told you that before, off the podcast, to where um, I always loved that if ever I had a problem with somebody, you wouldn't tell me to stop talking to them. You would try to, like, help me find a solution. Well, yeah. I mean, no matter what I say, ultimately, it's, to me, anything someone says shouldn't sway your decision one way or the other. You should find out by yourself. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. You always have to get your own situation with somebody. I mean, if we always judge by what we were told, then none of us would have friends, partners, and relationships, or whatnot, because there was always somebody that experienced us first. So I definitely agree. What is... (laughs) So, what is the biggest lie that you ever told in your life? And we know you told a lot. <sighs> the biggest lie. Um, There's a lot where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably the biggest one, I would say, is... I mean, I know it's not going to sound great, but... Certain family members, when they say, I love you, I'll say it back, but I really don't mean that shit. (laughs) I know that sounds terrible, but I don't care. I was trying to hold my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it'd be like that sometimes, you know? So they say they love you. And you say, I love you, too. Yeah. What are you really thinking? I'm like, I do not care about this person. (laughs) I mean, I'm not wishing death upon him, obviously, but, like... (laughs) You just don't love yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. No. I don't fuck with everybody like that. Just because your blood doesn't mean... I have to love you. Now, it might come off as fake. Maybe it is. I don't think it's fake. I mean, if you... I'm not going to say I hate them. I'm not going to be, like, confrontational with them, you know? Like, oh, you love me, but... Honestly, I don't fuck with you, Cheryl. Okay? Sometimes you just gotta say, like, <laughs> hey, I love my dog, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, we're gonna play a game of Smash Mary Kill. <laughs> so, let me ask you Smash Mary Kill. Beyonce, Halle Berry, Megan Good. Mm. That's tough. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna get Holly Berry out the way. She getting killed. What? You're so white. Sorry about that, Holly. Oh my God. Holly Berry. He's the white man in America. Holly Berry. She gone though. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So smash Beyonce, marry Megan Good. Agree. I mean, Megan. Megan Good is Megan Good. You ain't getting better than yeah. Megan Good. You know her last name Good. She good. You know, <laughs> To say the least. <laughs> and now I have to ask you a final question. And we're coming to an end. And we're coming to a close. So I have to ask you. Uh-huh. This is taking a lot for me to ask you. Mm-hmm. But I have to do it. So I have to ask. 
One, do you love this shit? Let me guess. Two, are you high right now? <laughs> do you ever get nervous? <laughs> uh, I do. I do love this shit. <laughs> and that's it for episode two with Andrew. Motherfucker, I'm ill. Say motherfucker, I'm ill. Motherfucker, I'm ill. Not sick. Breathe. Oh! Somebody, oh! He needs some milk.